0: Love Talk Radio. Good
1: evening, good evening, good evening everyone. We are live on Live Radio this evening. Tonight is an awesome evening in the Atlanta area. We're hoping that everyone is doing well in their respective places. And um I must say that tonight is one of those evenings for me. Um well feeling anxious, I'm feeling a little nervous, I'm feeling good, all these different emotions. Uh, I guess because, of course, we haven't been on air um, consistently every week that we were doing our run. We're on our little summer hiatus, preparing to bring some more exciting programming as we're going into the fall. Um, But literally, we are um, really excited about the things that we've been doing. And uh, tonight is going to be another opportunity to really share with you guys some great things because of the factor of, because of the factor of um, the different things that we've had going on, we're able to share this with you. Um, Like I said, I'm sorry, it's crazy, but you know, you do this so much, but then you haven't been doing it, and then you're excited about everything that's been going on, and I can just feel myself sound like, okay, okay, great, this is going to happen tonight, and we're on air live, and I'm excited about it, because of the fact that, as a network, uh, we're growing so much. I know that we haven't um been sharing a lot. But you know, when you're working in the lab sometimes you gotta get in the choir space and work things to the point in the perspective in which you want things to be. And as a host and as a producer, um, that's exactly what I've been doing. And uh, you know, tonight we're going to share some information to the public that is so vital. Uh Jazzy and I were was really uh honored to be able to participate as a media um a media source during the Small Business Administration and National Black Justice Coalition's tour that has taken place in the greater Atlanta area for two days. Um, And unfortunately, that, that actual lava bit has passed, but fortunately, we were there to gather as much content and information to share this with you. So that's what makes this moment so impactful for me because you know, we were able to come in and allow some of the facilitation to be heard today. Last night we played part one of the tour of many powerful interviews with some of the people I'm going to share with you tonight who put this whole thing together and made things happen. And because of that and because of you as an audience, we wanted to make sure that we did not hesitate to put this information into hands that is going to help, is going to allow Uh, people who are looking to start their businesses, people who have businesses like myself who have been out here. Um, I've been a self-funded business from day one, so I'm excited to hear about the excelling points that the U.S. Small Business Administration has shared um, in meeting groups and organizations like the National Black Justice Coalition, which is uh, ran under the direction of Executive Director and CEO Sharon J. Letton-Hicks. Awesome awesome spirit. She was just a wonderful host. Um, Her staff, Michael Brewer, um, and and so many others who were on deck at the Marriott Marquis. This event was held August 11th through the 13th. The 12th and the 13th is primarily the days that people came in for workshops and seminars. And, um, you know, the uh, Small Business Administration has offices in every state primarily uh, able to serve, you know, those businesses in need, and the Atlanta office, we were able to meet some awesome people here who are working diligently um, in the Georgia District Office to expound on SBA programming and, and uh, initiatives, and tonight you'll hear these different names being expressed and heard on on, um, on audio uh, from the interviews that we did, but Uh, I just want to definitely give um, thanks to Terry Denson, who's the District Director for the Small Business Administration in Georgia, right in Atlanta, Mark Gibson that does the Public Affairs, Ms. Paula Watts, who is definitely the Business Opportunity Specialist, Uh, Mr. David Perry, the Deputy District Director, and I also definitely want to make sure that I recognize Ms. Patrice Dozier, who was just a, a beautiful spirit to Jazzy and I. When we first walked through the door, she was very, um, arms were wide open coming in, and she was so excited. Her eyes lit up when we told her, you know, what we were coming in to do and what we wanted to do. And I definitely I definitely have to give shout out to uh, my guy, Cassius Butts, who was one of my professors. I missed Cassius on the first day, but I saw him in the actual program, and I felt so good to see um, people that I've had the opportunity to learn from um, from a curricular standpoint, but also see him in his position and, and, and what his staff is doing in this market to help other small business entrepreneurs and those who desire to become business owners, opportunities for funding and an economic empowerment. So tonight I'm going to continue what Jazzy started off with last night on her show, The Bare Truth. And i got to tell you, her show was just uh, crazy. If you missed it, I'm going to recommend you got to go back to loudmouthradio.com. All our shows become archived podcasts. You can listen in. If you don't know, we're on Stitcher, which is a great app for your iPhone, Android users. Um, You can go straight to the actual app store, download this app, type in Loudmouth Radio Network. Will come up. You have to make sure you put two D's in for Loudmouth, and we got to make sure that you're able to get this information because I trust me, if you go into 2014 without opportunities of leverage is because you do not heed the opportunity that's being given to you. So um, I wish I would known about this a lot sooner because I would have definitely uh, would have enjoyed sharing this information leading up to the event and being able to cover more. But we did our best coming in uh, Tuesday afternoon and then following Wednesday, uh excuse me, yeah. Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning going into the afternoon of coverage, today's Wednesday. I'll let, let you know how Be Radic today has been for me already. The week is already halfway gone. I can't believe it. So um, I'm going to allow you to listen in on so many things. I'm going to break and talk in between segments. I'm going to share some information. I'm going to share the visions of what these organizations are about and who they are. Um, I also have to make mention to Sam McClure, who is a representative for the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. She did an awesome job. You'll hear her interview tonight. Um, that's on here with the org. So you'll hear a lot of acronyms. I do my best. I do talk fast, especially when I get excited. But I do my best to try to mention these different organizations at a pace in which you can follow. I'm going to make sure that I repeat things so that you can archive them, put it and write it down somewhere. You won't forget. Go to these websites and get in touch with these people and definitely let them know Live Off Radio brought you the information. And um, also the great thing that was was awesome um, some of the Atlanta partners of the event, no other than two um, awesome spiritual leaders in the uh, Atlanta, Georgia market that are doing powerful things with their organizations, um, their churches, and that would be Reverend O.C. Allen III, who's the founder and senior pastor of the Vision Church of Atlanta, as well as Reverend Dr. Kenneth Samuel, who's the senior pastor for Victory for the World Church, also in Atlanta, Georgia. These two guys just turned it up and turned it out on the last day, and we had church at the seminar. You you all know when the pastor starts getting hyped, it's it's a done deal. We had people running and gunning up in there, you know what I'm saying? So the offer plate almost had to move, you know what I mean? It was just that impacted. So tonight we are going to play um, their their segment because this tour itself, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, insight about this. Um, This program was really drawn Uh, uh, drawn up as an initiative with the U.S. Small Business Administration and the National Black Justice Coalition. They partnered up to launch a LGBT economic empowerment tour for communities of color. And this actual tour uh, started out with a total of 13 major cities. Atlanta became the second stop, which should tell you something. Detroit was number one, which is, I'm going to talk about Detroit, and I'm going to talk about the significance of what this tour means, especially with the economic aspect of things, but 13 major cities, and those cities, Detroit, Chicago, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, New York, Newark, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, New Orleans, Houston, Los Angeles, and Oakland, Oakland, San Francisco. Thus far, Detroit was the first stop, Atlanta's the second stop, so... So for those of you who are listening to this, and if you have some economic means to make it to these uh, 11 other cities, I do suggest that you try to get yourself in place to make those events. And I'm going to give you a tentative date for New York, which is coming up. Um, and, and with us, Aaron is now hopefully we give you enough time to take part in the tour and make it to the New York City um which is this actual tour is called Many Faces, One Dream. I did fail to mention that, um, but we will be sharing and posting links. Um, so if you're on Facebook, if you're following us on Twitter, if you're following us, um, you know, just directly online, this information will be uh, centered and linked in. So, of course, if you're listening to Live mock Radio, we are live. Our actual studio line is 347-826-7520. And I guess you can tell, guys, you ain't heard no music, you ain't heard no, I went straight in. That's just how significant um, this event um, is and the impact of what it can be for many people, uh, minority people, um, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, any of those people that identify in those cultures will be able to take advantage of this information. Because when I tell you that they're really working diligently um, to bring you, the importance of things. Um, I'm actually, this is why I'm glad I'm, I'm online and I'm looking to make sure everything is concise um, because there are dates that's been attached up here for New York City. I'm going to mention those and with the hope that you'll be prepared to make it. Um, but New York is actually showing for October 20th through the 22nd, which is in 2013 this year. And um, that information um which I'm going to encourage you to go to, is ManyFacesOneDream.com, which is the website dedicated to this tour. And when you get to the page, you'll actually see um, Atlanta, Detroit, which have already passed, and then New York City um, is listed and has information there. And it also gives you some tour sponsorship information as well as the ambassadors. And you'll see some of the national partners and the um, administrative uh, contacts that are involved in this project. So once again, like I said, I will be mentioning different names, and I think it would be great if you're going to make it to these cities that you already have an identification of whom will be there. So we'll do our best to try to give you that information. Now, tonight um, we're going to share with you uh, day two of the event, and uh, that's going to consist of, like I said, you'll hear from Reverend Allen, you'll hear from Dr. Reverend Samuel, you'll also hear some interviews from uh, our SBA, we even had a great interview from someone that we didn't even expect their department to even be there, which was the uh, US, um, the USDA, which most people are familiar with USDA for food. Um, but we came to find out, you know, that agricultural sector has a vast area of coverage, and they were actually there, um, actually participating in this tour. You'll hear that. Um, you'll also hear from... Um, Different uh, vendors, as well as individuals who partake to hear the information and how they felt that the event and the tour impact them, and the information that they gathered from, and what they recommend for those who may be looking for information like this. Um, you'll hear from um, Ms. Dee Dee the Executive Director and CEO of Legender, who deals with transgender. Um, she's been a very high recommended representative for the transgender community. Has appeared at the in Washington D.C. at the White House. So uh, that's a wonderful thing to be able to have someone in Atlanta being able to hit that level. Um, And she's also a member of our church, we go to Tabernacle Baptist Church. So um, you'll hear from Dee Dee as well as Sam McClure, who's the director and affiliate relations of the National Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. And the majority of these people are in D.C. that I'll mention to you from, of course, the U.S., uh SBA um Eugene Cornelius who's the powerhouse with all these guys um Eugene is the deputy associate administrator for field operations and his responsibility he has he deals with 90 offices over all 50 states so just to let you know Dean my man, I have to brag on him. We're both Kenwood Academy alumni, Broncos. That was an exciting moment to hear a fellow Chicagoan in the house, and we know family and everything. So that was awesome. So we had a great moment. Um, So it was important to finish school, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Finish school. Um, So what we're going to do, I want to start out trying to stay in the order in which things kind of went Last night, we played the first day. Today, we're going to kind of step into the um, closing remarks in which Pastor Allen and Pastor Samuel spoke, and um, I'm going to tell you right now, they said some meaningful things, and hopefully, it will draw you to have a better understanding of just how important your position and your voice is within your spiritual community, Um, because the church is such a powerful position and as a lot of people know there's been a lot of backlash in black churches in regards to uh, uh lesbian and gay issues. Um but, you know, with with them there are love and acceptance churches, meaning that they're not um exclusive to anyone else, but their ministry is an exclusivity to everyone. So we definitely want to uh start off this show with a great, um sound and I think that this is appropriate for us to get uh to get this message heard. So we're gonna go ahead and start out with them and we'll come back um from that and I'll kind of do a quick little break. If we talk
0: about what it means to be LGBT, right? And particularly in
2: the black community, we've got to talk about the church. Yes, and we have to make this connection between the black church, uh, social justice, and economic justice. Because you would think that nobody more than black folks understand what it means to be discriminated against. And because we don't understand uh, the issue of LGBT or not, or orientation, we understand the money. So talk to us about what's happening or not happening in the black church. And, and what we need to do to be empowered as a community. Um, so, so, even if we can have the conversation of orientation, and we, we know that's an
1: important conversation that
2: must be had, but
1: it is also about building our communities and employing people and owning businesses. And who cares what your orientation is? You're creating jobs in the community. How do we get a black church to get to that place?
0: Um, great
2: question. Um, Sometimes we just think of churches as being spiritual entities. and okay. Many churches are. Mm. But I can tell you that all churches are businesses. <laughs> <laughs> and in the black community, mm-hmm. black churches are <laughs> <laughs> Black churches employ people, just uh-huh. Black churches employ administrative workers. Uh-huh. Black churches employ counselors. Uh-huh. Black churches employ builders, contractors, plumbers, electricians, teachers now, black churches are a major part of the economic engine of any black community. And if we ignore that, we ignore that to our peril. Now, since the church is a business, and not just spiritual, but also a business, does that mean that the way dollars are spent by the members of the church will have an impact on church policy? And I argue that I don't care what kind of
0: heterosexist,
2: homophobic,
0: typical, heterolist,
2: interpretive, uh, pastor, preacher, bishop, elder, black pastors understand dollars. (laughs) And I would argue that every LGBT person and ally in every black church would stand up one Sunday and say that if somebody else don't that Bible other than the homophobia that he see from the And <laughs> the <laughs> Wait, I'm going go go. go.
1: guys that when Dr. Samuel spoke in regards to this situation and how serious it is for people as a community, especially the the spiritual side of um the things that most communities seek to go to for guidance is the church. So his whole relevant point at that moment was for people who are um attending different churches, to also understand that church itself is a business, and this economic empowerment tour really wanted to pinpoint the impact of how especially the LGBT dollar is significant in regards to U.S. spending. And the crazy deficit part of it is is that very little amount of LGBTQ-owned businesses are taking advantage of the dollars being spent. So, you know, it it's important that um individuals understand that if you are attending, you know, a church that um at some point is not being um more open-minded toward change, not being more open-minded towards uh different genders of people, especially lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual individuals who identify themselves as such, um and, and being ashamed to step up or stand in regards to those types of actions, then maybe you need to make a change. Maybe you need to make some adjustments because you're going to these churches tithing, or you're going to these churches volunteering time. You're going to these churches and, and giving them your services as, as, a, as a person. So just keep in mind how important it is for your voice and your um, the the power that your position being within that being within a part of that organization have a deciding point of how things can be changed. So the leadership sometimes may not always agree with things that are going on, but we just want to make sure that people are not being just as closed-minded as some of the institutions that they're going to and not give themselves the opportunity to have a stronger impact in that church. So Dr. Samuel really spoke highly within a few minutes uh, real things that are happening within a lot of spiritual, uh, a lot of spiritual realms of different denominations of churches, and and, and the thing is, um, as things continue to develop from a legislative perspective, you know, the, polit- the politics side of things has shook up pretty much every area of community when it comes to to gay rights and and uh, social issues. So the thing is, how much power? do you have? How much of your own power are you presenting when it comes to the churches that you attend, the community or or, uh, social groups that you are part of? You know, are you just sitting in them and allowing things to happen and not really allowing your voice or your feelings to be heard? So, I mean, I know that, you know, the people that listen to our show, you know, are not, everyone is not the same. Everyone is not coming from the same background. Everybody has different things and, uh, you know, different interests. But there's not one person that doesn't know somebody that may be uh, a black or minority or, uh, you know, maybe possibly a or lesbian or, or a gay or uh, individual or transgender or bisexual person that identifies themselves as such. So it was just great to hear from um, someone that, is in their community and is allowing their congregation to grow and progress as a community. And what was exciting to hear the SBA speak in regards to these spiritual leaders in their community and how they realize, uh, you know, as an organization how powerful churches are to be influential to the people that come. So, you know, I ain't going to tell you no lie. One of the things that I've always felt and, and it's kind of disturbing to see when you have people that come to church week after week and they're tithing or they're giving whatever they can to offering, but they leave there week after week broke, you know it's, it's 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 a sad thing to not see people elevating as a whole congregation, you know, and I guess in a way it's a challenge of saying, you know, how committed are you to the fellow person next to you because. If you have a business, you have a desire to own a business, even if you're working for someone else and you you love what you do, and you love your job, but I'm sure there's somebody you know that does have a deep desire to do something for themselves. One other statistic that was brought up during this event, which was mind-blowing, is that over 63% of transgender people are unemployed. And, you know, when you have numbers like that that are staggering across um, a nation, you know, how much of a difference can you be to someone who is not given fair opportunity, who is being discriminated against, and say, listen, instead of, you know, not getting anywhere because place after place you're going to is discriminating against you, take these resources that the government has available, these programs. I mean, we're talking about millions of dollars are available. Put yourself in a position to hire those who probably can relate to you, who are also having a hard time, whether they – you know, may not be transgender, but maybe, you know, as a lady or a man who who feels within themselves to dress um, the opposite of what people think that they should look like and still allow them to be hooted authentically. And, you know, the thing is, it's not about what you look like if you can do the job that needs to be done. You know, what are your skill sets? So these are some of the things that were talked about and shared in these groups, in these different workshops that spoke on marketing, spoke on finance, that spoke about credit. You know, a lot of times people won't even touch SBA uh, initiatives because they say my credit is bad. And so what's impactful about this tour, they're going to talk to you about things as they are today. The SBA knows how bad the economy has taken. You know, I as a personal business owner know how challenged I've been from the beginning when I first started as an entrepreneur to this point. And even to this moment, I'm like this tour opened my eyes up to so much And it also made me realize how many people right in my own back door need resources and how much I can give to my own community right here just by reconditioning my focus and my own initiatives and taking all the things that I have in place and drive these things into the community to help to enrich others. So the next thing I want to play now is Reverend O.C. Allen III. And he is the pastor of. The Vision Church, which is also in Atlanta, and um, his message is going to also uh, be conveyed in regards to um, his position of what he feels that he does as a spiritual leader to impact his church. Um, and before I bring him in, I just want to take the time to, to uh, recognize one of our media partners that is a sponsor of Live Off Radio. And like I said, this is all about empowerment, you know, from um, from a media perspective, we always look to empower, inspire, and entertain, so our relationships with our business owners and other media partners is important, and um, we're just so happy to be able to be on air, and uh, we want to take the time to make sure that you as an audience have resources for some of the media partners in our community. Bright Car Spa, located at 360 Edgewood Avenue in Atlanta, Georgia, is a 100% hand car wash, full detailed service. They actually offer full services from inside and outside, basic services to full detailing. They're open seven days a week, Sunday to Sunday from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can find them online at brightcarspa.com, B R I T E, carspa.com. You also can contact them at 404. 404- 913 and they are a very, very respected car detail, 100% hand car wash detail center in the Atlanta area right in a, a historic, not far from the historic Auburn Avenue area. So they're very convenient to downtown Atlanta, 7585, Interstate 20, as well as 285. So you can get to them on any main road, probably any main highway. So that means get over there. Get your car washed. I know it's been raining like cats and dogs, but they can detail you. Pull them in the bay and make sure your car is good. So we want to recognize uh, Bright Car Spa for being a, re- a loudmouth radio loudmouth radio media sponsor and partner. Um, like I said, this event was just um, prestigious um, in regards to information. It just really gave you the sense of community, um, even after uh, the um, the closing remarks. We all took a huge picture as a group, and it was exciting to see all the people that were part of this tour, and um, we're just really excited uh, to have our Reverend Allen's message to be heard. So I'm going to go ahead and play his message so you can hear exactly what he had to share to the actual seminar. <laughs>
2: I like to the great tour. I think you might have been the closest. Yeah. All right. We have our final question. It is time for you to get your voice heard in your question. And so, one of the reasons I believe that you are
1: celebrated, um, as Dr. Shango is, is you have a church where the LGBT community is not just accepted but celebrated. And so, I'd like for you to talk about some of the victories that you have seen When the LGBT community is in a place where they are celebrated,
2: what are the resources? What tell us? Some good news, some good stories that are coming out of your church as a result of being in in such a community. Well, first
1: of all, (laughs) first
2: of all, I want to say thank you. I was a little late. I have two little kids now, so yay. Panel. thank you for the to
1: to be here i you know I don't know if the answer is uh profound other than the fact that we exist uh against the odds um when they started uh our ministry um everyone said it was impossible so, let me let me clarify i mean there were still are of course affirming uh churches but i'm a Gay man openly gay married to another man, uh, and there were many reasons why uh, people said it wasn't possible to do what we uh did uh, one thing I've learned you don't scream at the dark, dark. speed the light, do what you're
2: called to do uh, and to me, that in and of itself is a success uh going against the odds and accomplishing what we were assigned to do. Um,
1: I also believe that just simply creating a space for people to be affirmed is not enough because we bring our baggage, we bring our history, we bring our backgrounds, our struggles, our issues, and the church ends up being a microcosm of the problems, not just the successes. Uh,
2: what you have to do is reinforce this notion that people understand who they really are, the power that they have. And that's not just limited to one sexual orientation, I said yesterday. Uh, that's just a part of the vessel
1: But you are sacred you are you are profound, you are great. And once you really understand your prior, Dr. Samuel said, um, is women, You know, to use that example of women, black women in black churches sit every week under ministries and pastors that believe that they are inferior, They, wow. that they you know, shouldn't be behind the pulpit.
2: But it's true that if you hold your tithe, if you hold your money, if you hold uh, your resources, you can change the minds of the people that are in charge if you really understand
1: who you are. And so I think it's a result of just creating a space for people to uh, worship God, to understand who they really are, but also uh, continue to nurture the gifts and the resources that people have, uh, people are able to understand better what they can really do. Uh, I think the last thing that uh, we attempt to focus on is getting people to understand
2: their assignment. It's more than just uh, you know knowing who you are. It's understanding your assignment, your life assignment, your will is
1: in your gift. And once people understand their gifting, once people understand their skills, uh, once people understand what's really inside of them to make it happen to the prosperity and the wealth that they have. And as a result of that, uh, we can take over whatever spheres we're in if we really understand
2: that. That's <laughs>
1: Uh, sector has been awesome. Um, you're the moderator was actually the Honorable Alicia Morgan Thomas who is the uh, Georgia House of Representatives in District 39. She actually um, did a great job speaking um, in regards to asking some of the questions and, and allowing the key presenters to speak on the concerns um, that just needed to really be announced and, and spoke about. And one of the things I think I did do um, was um, Dr. Samuel did say something very powerful, and I think I actually um, clipped it a little bit sooner than I wanted. And I'm going to um, allow that sector. And it wasn't too much more that he said beyond where we were, but I want that sector of what he spoke on at the uh, tail end of his comments to be heard. So I'm going to allow that clip to play, and then I'm going to come back and speak on a little bit more. It's because we with our
2: dollars. Yes, we spend that money. And keep in mind that when we support churches, that do not support who we are trying to Our financing, our 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 our
1: actually was trying to back that little part up a little bit, but um like I said the honorable Alicia Thomas was speaking in regards to just how important it is for um the information to be heard uh through the community. And so the church is a key a key aspect of the community and I think it was profound to have these two spiritual leaders um that's very respected in the community to appear as presenters and speak in regards to their initiatives uh, from their pool bits and how their congregation embraces opportunities to empower others. Excuse me. So, I think the whole perspective here is for individuals to have the knowledge. And, and that's the thing when people don't know the resources that are out there for them, they tend to fall short. So, you know, the exciting thing is uh, that this information can be shared and heard. And we're going to continue to allow the interviews of the people that were involved with this actual tour to take place. I'm going to allow that actual sector to be heard uh, from the second day. And uh, these actual interviews, like I said, were from some participants. You're going to hear Sam McClure, which is the affiliate uh, representative for the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. Uh, We did her sector on this uh, particular um interview on the second day you'll hear from her. Um the US Small Business Administrative had uh also a store representative on location. Um and I will try my best to announce um contact information which I think is important for people who are especially in the Atlanta market to have uh district office information. But overall the tour itself, like I said, is many one and um, ManyFacesOneDream.com, which will give you the National Black Justice Coalition's website, and it gives you more information about the tour. And you, uh, if you didn't listen to the show yesterday, I'm going to keep repeating this, and we're going to keep posting this information out there, but Tuesday night's show on The Bare Truth, you would have heard from Jean Cornelius, uh, Sharon Letman hicks You would also heard from Terry Denson, the district director with the Small Business Administration. Um, and then also today... You'll hear from Michael Brewer, who's an external affairs manager for the National Black Justice Coalition, and he'll speak vividly on what that organization is about and how impactful they are. And um, just so you have an idea of what um, their whole thing is, I'm going to share um, some insight about them as a group. And they provide leadership as an intersection of African-American civil rights groups and LGBT organizations. Um, They advocate for unique challenges and needs of the black LGBT community that are often regulated to the sidelines. So as a critical uh, conduit to the authentic black LGBT experience, the National Black Justice Coalition has strategically positioned itself to be an agent of social, political, and cultural change. So make sure you also visit them online at nbjc.org. And um, that's a great organization. Um, that I think people need to really tap into. And they accept donations. So you can go online and look at all that information. So I'm going to go ahead and allow you to hear uh, the other interviews that took place. So hopefully, this will impact you to share this information.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We are day two of the uh, National Black Justice Coalition (NBJC) event at the Marriott Marquis in Atlanta, Georgia. Today is a beautiful August 13th. and we are actually here on location again, and continuing the awesome opportunity of being able to cover this event and this actual city tour um, with the second stop in Atlanta. And today we're actually sitting and speaking with um, someone that we're going to share some exciting information about. Um, As we're preparing, coming out of one session and going into another, and I'm going to share a little bit about Ashley and her awesome position and what she does had to be politically correct. She was not somebody to pass me her business cards. I couldn't remember the last letter it was it was it was like right outside pocket. You know what I'm saying? So today we're gonna actually have an opportunity to continue this coverage and speak to a few people um online with us today and they're actually doing a lot of movement. Um, so you may hear some background noise of the servitude of others. Um but we'll make it through right Jazzy? always
2: um,
1: today we actually have Ashley Davis who's a special assistant to the Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights, right out of DC, and um, amazing enough, I, I found out some new things yesterday I did not know. Yeah. That I'm gonna allow Ashley to speak on record about. But the uh, she's a part of the United States Department of Agriculture Department, um, which a lot of people just see the USDA dealing with.
2: Food.
1: Right. And um, I'm, I'm not gonna speak on everything that I don't know.
2: <laughs> so I'm going to
1: ask you today. How are you feeling today, Ashley? Great, great. How, is, how are you, Yes, I'm here.
2: fabulous.
1: Awesome. We're actually um, really excited to be here, and uh, we had an opportunity to meet you yesterday. And should you share with our audience a little bit about you, your position, and, and what you're doing here today um, and able to take back to D.C. for future reference? Absolutely. Well, you know, USDA is um, an agency that most folks know for, like you said, the food, right? But uh, we live and breathe in just about every aspect of the American people's lives. And so um I work within the Office of Civil Rights and, and so we're not just concerned with um the you know the, the racial issues that may or may not be of, of of interest to folks which are extremely important As we're also interested in gender equality. In age uh, representation of folks that get a fair shot at the programs and services that USDA serves. And so, for instance, I mean, there are, you know, uh, a lot of services and opportunities as far as loans and and services that USDA offers, and we want folks to feel completely uh, rest assured that they're going to get a fair shot. They're going to be seen the same way as the next person that walks in that regional office. And so that's what, uh, essentially what I do every day, working with, uh, under the guidance of the Assistant Secretary there. That's awesome. So, for, um, for many that may not know uh, a lot of history, agriculture, you know, um, there are some, you know, historic black colleges that, um, you know, that people may be familiar with, like Florida A&M, Alabama A&M, that are, have always been designated to deal with agriculture and uh, mechanical. But, um you know people don't think about the real estate aspect of things' you talked about how you know um for many uh black Americans uh and I think Eugene Cornelius spoke on this yesterday that that most black people have utilized their real estate as well right because of the economy going through the change um the USDA also deals with um the real estate aspect and substantially so anything that is real estate is on land Absolutely. which is agriculture it was just on the land so um Jazzy mentioned to me yesterday, and I know you guys had an in-depth conversation. She spoke on a few things. So from that aspect, did um, you speak about some of the funding that's available through your department? Wait, before she does that, I just want you to know I was so excited. Like, I was like a little kid, and I wanted to be on that program called Did You Know? Like my son, Justin, who used to come home and say, Mommy, did you know? Did you know? And so Ashley got me so excited because I, I could say, did you know what the USDA does besides I'm really excited to hear all of this and share this with you guys. Right? Absolutely. And you know, what Jazz what, are what speaking about is, I was speaking a little bit about the work of rural development, which isn't, you know, isn't uh, a missionary that I work with specifically. I work within every day, um, but it's a space I think uh, our people need to know more about. Um, rural development exists for the very function of helping the American people um, create their own opportunities and their own wealth, and specifically within the space of our rural business cooperative services, um, our rural housing, as well as our rural utilities program, um, and, and I'll keep saying RD instead of saying rural development over and over again, but it offers technical financial uh, assistance in the space for single family housing, multi-family housing, which is more of the rural housing space then you talk about rural utilities, and then we're speaking about water access and broadband. I mean, so for focus, development That's like the more development. Exactly. It is the economic development arm of USDA. Um, and, and it's a space that, I think, if you ask the, the person, random Joe on the street, they have no idea what opportunities are out there. Yeah, this, is, this is so new, and unfortunately it's not new. I'm sure this has been in place like forever, but... If you don't have the knowledge or the tools, for, you know, resources, to use that, stuff, you, don't
2: use that you don't know how to use them.
1: So, you know, for the average regular person, you know, they're not going to know this unless we do conferences like this, unless we have radio uh, access online, like we're having to bring this information to our listeners. And listeners, just so you know, as we always do, we'll have the information how you can get in touch with a lot of these programs. We will have that listed on our website as well as giving you the information. But we definitely want Ashley to continue to inform us. Absolutely, yeah. And and I mean, so I think I'll I'm holding a pamphlet now that I will also I'll give you uh, for your your readers and for your listeners. But um, if nothing else, just take this away before. Before you think you you understand exactly what an agency is or what it does, give them a call and tell them, "Hey, I got this issue. Do you have anybody that deals with this?" Because you'd be surprised that you know our our rural development arm works very closely in, in the spaces of housing. People don't think about that. You think about food and nutrition services. Um, you think about marketing. I mean, we have a whole entire marketing arm. That, that goes out with the community space of uh, of food markets and, and going around so people You know, my ears are... Home. My head is hurt. Stop it. not look like my car right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Level marketing regulatory programs office. I mean, it's what you don't know that you don't know, right? And, and, and those sometimes can hurt you the most. Uh, because you're out here suffering without understanding that we all come from a rural space. I mean, I'm from uh, I'm from Nashville, and 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 I know that people are from more rural spaces than I am. But before we run to the city, there are you know, services and opportunities and help you facilitate and build the infrastructure so you can stay home and, and build that wealth from within. Wow. Awesome. And see, that's the thing. You hear a lot of people run into some major cities, mm-hmm. and, and then you're looking at a crowded situation when there's still opportunities. And that's how a lot of areas really stay underdeveloped right. because the people that really had the desire to do things or to initiate a lot of the times they have no idea they feel like they're on this on the hamster wheel right they don't feel like they have the ability or the um, the resources to bring things into play and then you, you know here you are speaking about um, the real development and oh my god you know every state has some type of zone or, or overall area that there's tremendous opportunity because oh, this is where you see a lot of times the gap of education, right, because resources in the more rural areas are not getting more progressive information. Absolutely. So, there's, you know, there's generations that follow. All they're seeing is, oh, it's a country place. I don't want to be here. It's not that. nothing here. I can't begin to tell you how much I've heard that, right, in different area. Oh, it's nothing here. But then, yeah, and then it's about many areas um uh, you know, but even even with that, I think you have some people, even in your organizations, that do help and do offer that they don't have the same passion for one group over the other. And so I think the build up of these different programs to recognize certain things in certain areas are saying, hey, we're lacking in this area. Whereas, like, this conference is recognizing, you know, black economics, LGBT
2: economics,
1: minority economics. Whereas, a lot of times, you have people who will say, well, no, let's just focus
2: on this one area.
1: And so it takes conferences like this, it takes people like you, it takes organizations to come together to say, no. We need to recognize, if it's a mass majority of a person or people or people in certain areas,
2: then it needs to be that focus
1: consciousness to say, let's tackle this. Let's rebuild our inner structure uh, or rural areas so that we can be a better people. So as far as actually the submission, uh, the you know, what was part of the big reason if you coming into this too, uh, to your department? Because right. I'm not going to – when you – you know, we talked yesterday, Introduced Yourself, and I saw the area you come in, and I was like, wow. You know, you never know. The SBA is so large. Absolutely. Um, and I've, I've done, you know, quite a few things. I remember, like, about seven, eight years ago, I got certified, business plan, stuff <laughs> on SBA, and all these other things. And um, I did not, I wasn't even aware of you know, so much of the diversity, <laughs> which what, is what this tour is about. It's about really opening up because I'm going to be honest, with you. most people have been intimidated by the SBA and the institutions right. that have the programs, and I'm going to keep it to you straight. I can remember over 10 years ago um, when I had uh, started my first business that was catered to an LGBT community, the feeling of, like, I just felt like I wasn't getting enough or some of the times I would go and talk to some of the micro centers in, in certain areas, people looking at me like, you know, like I had no market. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You know what I'm saying? Like I do I had my business on the radio. My business plan itself, I mean the demographics at that time, this was in like, you know, early part of two thousand. Right. The demographics even at that time, the, the flush of the gay dollar which was huge
0: thing.
2: Yes.
1: And you know there were things that I recognized and saw that I felt like could be implemented, but I just did not feel the positive response yeah. to some of the places that I went to. Mm-hmm. And you know it was it, it almost felt very discriminatory in a sense. Right?
2: Well, probably was
1: though. Right. You and know, it it, it's
2: just now, and
1: this has been the theme of the last couple of days: is our our federal government, our president, our leader have set a standard and they set a stage that now allow us to be who we've always been. Whether it's straight, it it really doesn't matter, but at the same time, it does matter when you have been ostracized, when you have felt that uncomfortable feeling, knowing you had a good product, knowing you had a good idea, but not feeling the acceptance in the overwired community and definitely not the acceptance. Acceptance and, corporate. And, and I think right. what this conference does, what the USDA is doing, and for all of the people who are representing you,
2: I think what it has done at this point is said, you can be you at
1: work. Right, right. You can be you in your business. You can be you to so now walk up to major banks, major corporations and say, I'm gay. I'm a lesbian, I'm bisexual, I'm transgender, I have the education, and or not, but I have the skill and I have right. the desire to bring a product to you right. and to the community right. at large. Right. That's huge. Right. That is huge for us to be able to hear, for us to, be able to see and experience that type of thing. It's amazing, it's but it took people to stand up to say, it is okay and we have the right for right. us right. to do
2: right. Right. that, to right. receive it and to give it. So, yeah, right. I'm interested?
1: So how your eyes are now going to be able to take back to your yep. hey, this is what we need to do. I think it, it, well let me just the last part you just said it makes perfect let me reiterate you're, you're right we are uh, we are blessed to be in the midst of you know an administration that has affirmed time and time again that we care more about what you can produce yeah, what you can offer your country than we care about what you do with your private matters right which is something that within the LGBT community we have been screaming, you know. Yeah, it's not focusing on something that at the end of the day is not going to determine whether or not I get the deadline <laughs> I, or whether or not I bring in the clients or whether or not I can serve my country. Um, and so how blessed are we now in a space um, where the focal point is not those those small things that never really mattered in the first place, but rather um, we're setting a a better example for our children. And and so it is, that's why it's an honor to serve within this administration. For a president, quite frankly, you can believe in what he believes that he has shown us, that when he feels like he's not right about something, he'll go inside and he'll point back and say, you know what, we can do better, Um, which is what we're trying to do continuously within USDA in a larger space. And um, what pulled me, because I feel like, you know, I, you know, we talked to my boss about, hey, this might be a good idea. And, and the assistant secretary said, absolutely, this sounds like something that seeing, either needs to think about being a part of or do on our own. Um, because we serve so many people out in the field. Um, and we want to make sure they are empowered, not just, you know, through you know SNAP and other food assistance programs, which are indispensable to to all everyone's own, just about a lot of millions of people's daily lives, um, but also about the fact that I mean there are programs that go unused by people in our community. Um, they don't know about them, and we need to do a better job of articulating what's out there and where is there. Absolutely, I mean the, the USDA is uh, led by a fantastic secretary who understands the importance of civil rights we've shown time and time again from, from two thousand nine so onward that it's a, a central priority of, of his, his his leadership and of this administration. And so um you know it would behoove us not to work outside as we do inside to um, ensure fairness because we do that on the employment side within our space and we're gonna do it here within this space and keep pushing it. So um we're really excited. I mean we um are excited to just take these ideas and train our own staff um, there's a lot of good key, key folks here from SBA and from the, the Atlanta area, quite frankly, that could serve, you know, the people of, of Georgia uh, a lot better. Um, and, again, you know, and, 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 and these folks are, but you can see the passion in folks uh, in their eyes um, when they get up there and speak. And you can really feel it in the room that yeah. folks are here, not because they're getting paid over time to be here, but because they know they really see a, a team at point. Yes, yeah, they're yeah, a They are. Really and really are. And one thing I do want to say, you know, just... I don't say anything else, no matter what state you're in right now, it's Iowa, it's Idaho, it's Tennessee, Wyoming, everyone has a state uh, director who works, uh, it's uh, working as a member uh, a of USDA, yeah, mm-hmm. and they liaise between, you know, the people in that state back to the central's uh, headquarters of USDA. You should look up and find where your regional office is, where your state office is, and reach out to that office if you're interested in learning more about what services could be available. And if that, if that happened the office happens not to, to answer the phone the first time, call again or call the headquarters because there's a line that is available for, for general information. Right. And you come to find out that Terry Denson mm-hmm. is for us, mm-hmm. and she's awesome. Right. So, we can see her over overhead exactly. now, just like not even 10 feet away. Right. But, um, Ashley, thank you so much. Thank you all. Um, You know, she's leaving us this pamphlet, which we share this talk to the information. Which, and I have a lot to ask you. I'm one of these people who have had a, a huge wake-up I call, okay. and it allows me to read it first. It's, it's, it's so funny. Nobody really understands or knows what you are in your own business. Right. Um, but I always know I've had purpose, but this is, like, even
2: more. Right. Uh,
1: empowering for me because it's giving me more of a drive. We just came out of San Francisco's group and for her to tell us there was over 1.4 million, almost 1.5 million LGBT business owners in the you know, you nation know, and less than that we know of, 500 right, right. are registered and certified LGBT businesses. Right, right. And I have to say one of them, I'm not there at this moment, but I will be. Mm-hmm. So, but it's all about awareness. So, absolutely. So, if anybody knows, loudmouth and got a piece of it is about to roll. It's about to go wide open.
2: Let me let me just
1: touch on that too. Um, There are opportunities again, guys. You know, we always post the information so that you can be informed as we are learning. Um, We want you to also have that knowledge. But just imagine to have a certification as a LGBTQ business.
2: There are people who are looking to invest in LGBTQ businesses. But they don't know
1: you are certified and they don't know you exist. That is money wasted. That you are saying, oh, my God, if I just had 25000 if I just had fifty, if I just had $150,000, what I could not only do for my business, but I could employ people that look like me, sound like me, think like me, and are ostracized because they are like me, right? That is amazing. So we have to tap to all of the resources that we have and all of the resources that are out here. Don't let government money that is just sitting aside waiting for you be wasted. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think that it's a blessing for us. And we need to talk with Michael Brewer. I see him coming down the hallway. Um, but thank you so much, Ashley. And as we wrap, uh, how can we uh, have, if you'd like, to share people to connect with you? Sure um so I will um that's probably best way to reach me, and you can, if you go to the website, it'll show you, I don't have it right on my, my card, that's, that's actually old, that, that's not good anymore, but if you go to USDA.gov, dot, dot um, in the search bar, just click, si- type in civil rights, um, once you click that, it'll immediately pop up with a webpage that has my name, my information, um, bio, I'm just not sure that's very interesting. So we'll, well, I'll get it from put I'll post the link. Yeah. In other words, you already see where this is headed. Yeah. You and you already know, know what's happening.
2: <laughs>
1: <It's> something byproduct <there. laughs> you know, of. You know. But I'm available, uh, and, and however I can be able to do so, I'm happy to do so. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much, Ashley Davis, yeah. a Special Assistant to the Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights with the United States Department of Agriculture. Right. Thank you guys, and we're going to go to a quick break with MyMouth Radio, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, and we're back. We're actually uh, still continuing this great coverage of this event that's going on at the Atlanta Marriott Marquis. If you have not had an opportunity to be here, we'll try our best. Don't despair. Um, we're going to post this and, and really try to share as much as we can of this awesome event, to as much expertise, resources as possible. And we're sitting here again today with Ms. Terry Denson with the SBA of the Atlanta Market, and we're going to just really uh, allow her to share about how she feels about how things have been for the last few days and what we can look to see coming um, forth from this. How are you doing
2: today? I'm um, great, great. Um, I've just been overwhelmingly pleased with uh, the level of interaction between the uh,
1: community as so far as business owners who so sort of are going into business, uh, the quality of the program we're able to bring, really, really a foundation for people to know things they should do and what's available in terms of resources because they to the start a business a Absolutely. Go oh,
2: yeah. I think, uh, you know,
1: for uh, me, I mentioned in my remarks yesterday that just this whole experience of helping to put together the programs for the Atlanta uh the tour uh, interacting with the key stakeholders
2: and the LGBT community, particularly people of color and african American of color particularly, it's just been such an eye-opener for me. Because I never really thought about,
1: you know, that they were issues that were specific to those who are African American or other of color and also LGBT I thought, of, I thought of them as two you know
2: yeah.
1: one or the other right. and
2: I think the attendance the level of enthusiasm discussion and questions for participants interaction with uh, the presenters that we had as panelists
1: really triplepon the fact that a uh, particular
2: target was that the, the, was, yeah.
1: and, and it was desperate. it was encouraging that we have resources to, to allow
2: that. It's about, the overall thing is that the funding and support is here. It has been here, but I think it has now as you said, the recognition of it being specific yeah. has been uh, overlooked a lot of times, but now it's being a threat. And just, you know, my like husband said, overall, I'm blown. I'm we have this, 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 this conversation before we came on yeah. Yeah. This is about the certification of I saw the stickers, the old right. Facebook You know, uh-huh. PIPIS is great at time, uh-huh. not knowing. Now, the, bigger the, go bigger the bigger
1: picture, the bigger right. picture, right, that you need to go right, and now that you are certified, people will look for you. Yeah, right. almost like the go green. Yeah, so I'm looking to just a whole place now. certified. and I have to say, uh, once what's in on my education process throughout the whole uh, event and preparing for it is that I didn't realize there was a formal certification. I was kind of like, if there was a note for an LGBT-owned business, it's like, oh, you know, it's just kind of a nice, cute, not fuzzy, but I
2: didn't know myself, and I've been with the small business administration for 20-some years, been here as the Georgia district director, state
1: director for 11, and I
2: had never heard of
1: a formal LGBT certification, my next question was, okay, well, what does that certification get you? Uh, or are there corporations who are valuing that certification? And they are. There are companies, there are corporations, and other companies that are valuing and looking for lct right. you know, owned businesses and see that certification
2: as a way as a way to help them identify. Right. Well, I know it's exciting for me because the full we learn. Especially if you have a passion
1: for something, But well, as you learn it, now you're able to share it. Yeah. And so, like last night we went, you know, we were listening to some of the, the tapes on the yesterday show. Because this is going to be a process of, of us putting out. We didn't want anybody to miss anything.
2: This is like a rational addition. But we were... Like crazy. I'm sending out emails, I'm sending out texts, I'm sending people, the guys, if somebody says you, hi, how are you, um, are you mine, are you LGBT, are you, um, do you want some money, here you go, also, do you want some people, here you go, do you free office, see your going to help start over the road, that's great that you can not with this. I don't know if it can impact you, but it can impact your community. So, you're ready to yeah. get So, I have them following this conference from, I'm like, if you don't get it, if you didn't get an opportunity. You know, pick up word for that you didn't know about it. Listen to our show. It's archived number one. So you can hear it over and over and
1: over and over again. It is your piece. You can, can find But not only that, it's your city support. Right. Well, let
2: me answer this, too, um, Ms. Terry.
1: With the Atlanta market, let's kind of trigger into the Atlanta market. Because this is what we're faced out of. And um, coming off of this... Uh, the uh, excitement of this tour, is there a link that can give uh, people some information directly from the SBA in regards to Many Faces, One Dream, or not even just that, but the addition, in addition to Okay. Um, Actually, that's a great idea, so I'll have to think about how we might be able to, house.
2: To the um, we got
1: Johnny live on my radio right here, and now my not and we got you. But the main <laughs> thing is, if you want a better idea of what the SBA can bring to the table, either directly or through our committed resource partners, the best place to go is our website, which is www.sba.gov/administration/sba. Gov. And you can go to local resources if you're not here in Georgia or the Atlanta area and find out exactly where the SBA office survey your community is and what the resources are attached there. Okay, awesome. And so that just triggered furthermore for us to know. Um, let me say this before I forget what I think has been awesome was to hear Stan uh which is a representative for the National Gay uh, Lesbian Chamber of Commerce here. Uh, her, her transparency of saying that she needed to reach out to figure out how she could bridge the gap into the African American minority area of LGBT businesses and she reached out to Sharon hit with the MBJC and literally it just goes to show you how even a large enterprise or a large sector of business you know SBA uh, you know, the NGLC, the NGLCC, um, the MBJC. I said, listen, um, we're in this leverage point, but we need each other to push ahead. So imagine people, I'm talking to my audience at this yeah. point, as a small business, open your mind up and realize that there is, relationships that need to be built. Yes. This, this tour has happened because of that. Uh, Eugene Cornelius, um, it's all about delegation and understanding and, and willingness. You have to be willing to push your head. And I'm saying this because a lot of times you know, I, I'm a marketing company, I'm a branding, I'm a media company, yeah, but I see people like Miko Evans and Ramsey, Frederick, Urban Socialites. So there's no resistance of us being here. We're embracing one another. It's the same space, we're in alignment. So I'm just saying this to say that it's important to build relationships, even if somebody's in the same area in which you are, your talent and everything is important, but don't Resist the opportunity to connect with others. Yeah. And I would also take it a step further, not only collaboration among the various resource partners and organizations, because
2: the thing is, we all have different pieces to the puzzle of solving the challenges right. the not only on our side, but in terms of the businesses. Right. I think there needs
1: to be more collaboration and, and uh, joint venturing and partnering among My businesses. Point. My point. Uh, small businesses, you know, you have limited resources, but you have complementary skills. Yeah. Someone they have skills or resources that you need, and in turn, they, you have skills and resources that they need. Exactly. So there needs to be a lot more collaboration among businesses. And those are some of the things that uh, SBA
2: talks about encourages small this all types of small businesses to do, and I think it's a really strategy that LGBT, LGBT uh, own businesses, particularly those of color, uh, should be as
1: well. That's right, and that's, that was exactly my point, that I think that you guys have shown that that can happen. Even if something is, you mean there's something know knows large speech entity?
2: So if they can do it at that level, imagine
1: what we can do at a smaller level. So thank you so much Jared, for your time. Um, I take that this is awesome and I'm glad to be able to be a part of it. We look forward to speaking to you. We'll see you next week all of us. Okay. So thank you guys. We'll be back from a little break. Live, live com. All right, guys, we're back with com and we're actually continuing our wonderful interview. And right now we're sitting with Sam McClure with the NGLCC, which stands for the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. How are you today? I'm very good. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. You know what? Sam is so cool. I love Sam. She's the coolest in the whole, I mean, just... If I could just have a picture, you know, I've been saying it for the last few days that if we could just have the TV cameras, these are some of the coolest people in the world. But I just wanted to, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Oh, I know what I was going oh, to say. I am distracted about how cool I am. So, no excited. No the fact that this fantastic. Co host, and producer of Loud, Loud Radio. You can you remember all of the alphabet and what they stand for? I am so I'm proud. for for Verizon. They are acronyms you, honey. I'm going to tell you something. BSAL, Yeah, yeah. Let's I'm go saying, ahead. I would have messed up everybody's organization by this
2: point because there's don't alphabets. alphabet. But continue. So,
1: NGLCC. We're gonna do it now. We don't wanna say any more now because you know what? It's all about branding. So I want people to be able to have a clear understanding about the organizations that's speak on them. And if you could just kind of cap recap with us and our audience about this event, the things that you're doing. Um, what people can look to see happening, what they need to know as far as connection from this tour and and what it means to become LCPT certified as a business. Yeah, happy to do that. So, yeah, the Many Things, One Dream Tour is an amazing project. I feel so proud and really so privileged to be a part of the tour. Uh, My good friend, Sharon Lettman-Hicks, Brought us into this. Um, you know, we have a partnership with the SBA as well, uh, and this particular tour, you know, at the NGLCC, it's our job to advocate for business opportunities for LGBT business owners. And for a long time, we've known that we are not you know, we are not attracting enough of the businesses that are owned by persons of color. And that's a challenge, and that's something that's an area where we really wanted to do better. And our partnership with MBJC has helped us to tactically have better access to the community and also sort of understand who we're talking to so that we can serve this community more effectively. And That's really important to us. So back to the tour. Um, this is stop two for us. I, I went to Detroit as well, which was really such a beautiful and powerful experience. And uh, I, I love ATL, so I'm always happy to be here. I have some family here. We love you so uh, And uh, I'll be back as often as possible. We actually have a local affiliate chamber here called the Atlantic Gay and Lesbian oh. Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and for anybody that's in this footprint and wants to connect with what we're doing at the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, that local chamber is your access point. Wow. If you join that local chamber, you kind of get us as a bonus. Yes, so,
2: okay. I've heard, heard that. That's
1: awesome. The president of the chamber, uh, Suzanne Baugh, who's also the CEO of Q&A Events, she was actually here yesterday uh, doing some outreach and meeting people. Um, So they're very supportive of this tour as well. now,
2: are you going to be, uh, I
1: know you were talking yesterday about uh, staffing the tour. The are you going to be oh, one of the kids'
2: I'm
1: going to be in every city. I love it. Uh, uh, we'll be a You now. We're just putting it in the atmosphere. We're just, we just, we just putting it in the atmosphere. We're going to right, hey, we right, right. like we be that little bird that rides on the back of the Ryan <laughs> Like, We're just going to follow the tour. Because you know what? What, what has been... So impactful for us, and we've said it over and over and over, is one, that we are a radio network and a brand and a marketing company that believes in what we do. And if, as we believe in what we do and the stories the that we cover, we want people to know why this is out here. Whether it's challenging or whether it's positive, we wanted people to understand what it is that's going on. And so people are like, you know what? No, we need to follow. We need to get people's reaction and and get the word out and mark (laughs) it, fantastic conference. Because without knowledge, you perish, your dream perish, it never comes to fruition because you don't have the knowledge of what's out there for you. But I think all of the information that we've heard in the last couple of days, I, I will repeat it. I know y'all tired of me saying it, but I just have to give kudos to my youngest son, Justin, who used to come home and always say,
2: did you know,
1: did you know, did you know? And it was, like, overwhelming of the amount of information that he had gotten at school, but he was so excited. Sure. And that's how I feel. As a oh, my God, did you no. know our biggest thing was the 1.5 billion LGBT people? Uh, yeah, it surprises a lot of people. The that There are so many LGBT yeah. business owners. And, you know, I'll say, I know we're pressed for time here, uh, but I will say, Anytime time we're in conferences like this or we're doing anything around LGBT economic equality, we hear a lot about, they, they throw the statistic around yeah. about our buying power, right? $790 billion right. estimated buying power for this market segment. You know, I, I would just like for people to stop thinking about the buying power for a few minutes and let's talk about your earnings power. Let's talk about what kind of economic impact can be driven by that 1.5 million business owners who are LGBT. how many jobs do they create? How many, what's the tax implications that they're paying in a local footprint where they live and work and do business? Yes, it's how many, huge. It's huge. And you know, we need to be at a place where we're all thinking about not what's good for the business today, but what's good for the business in the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. How do we build a business? that we're not thinking about how am I gonna make payroll the survival mode but we're thinking about legacy mode what am I gonna leave for my children, yeah, for our community's children. So, well well you know, representative. That's right. If I build a business that's strong, and sustainable, is on a steep growth trajectory, can I sell it in 10 years to another entrepreneur who will take it to another, another level? You know, it's about shifting your mentality. is not a community of consumers. It's just a community of creators. For people who are creating others and and the Hilton brand, like, you know, it's all about the brand, and you know, being honest, that you, you're making a very, very valid point. And it's like, you know, it shouldn't be a constant cycle. There needs to be sustainability yeah. and leverage. Yeah. And leverage. And, you know, I know this more this one how important it is to have a financial support. To grow your business, I know that's and I will be very transparent. I know that's been the main uh part for me in, in bringing my business you know I've been you know uh elevating my brand for seven eight years, but I know that I would put it three times quicker having the funding earlier. And, uh, progressed completely. and you know, I've so, talked to thousands and thousands and thousands of business owners over the year. And access to capital, this is a challenge for us. So, you know, how great is it that a tour like this brings in the SBA it can really help you get on the right track to access to capital and growing growing your businesses. And, you know, a lot of the work that we do at the
2: at GLCC is
1: to really rewrite the narrative of the community. So right now, in America, if you say LGBT, an image pops in someone's mind, right? Everyone has different images. It, it, for me, and my work, a big part of what I want to do is have the first image that comes to mind be entrepreneur. Right. Right. Business owner. Absolutely. Right. Employer. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, we're just out here really just telling the story that there are opportunities for these business owners. We have a national advocacy organization that is fighting so hard for you in Washington, D.C. There's 38 local chambers around the country that are affiliated with us that are doing exactly the same thing. And we are proud, very, very proud to partner with the National Black Justice Coalition and the SBA and Black Enterprise Magazine to bring this power around the country to make sure that you know, not only are the doors of opportunity open for people, but they can see the future, yeah. a future where yeah, businesses head. are strong yeah. and they're employing people in their community wow. and they're building legacy businesses and generational wealth. That's what changed. It's all about that for work. Let me I'm going to throw you out Okay. I have the microphone, though, so I can really <laughs> take over the conversation. Go ahead. When Eugene Grenier spoke on yesterday, there's a 63% unemployment rate in transgender. Yeah. I'm going to say you, it, it just blows your mind, and and this is amazing. So many people have been programmed to be employed. Yeah. Then when you have and I can't speak for everyone's thought process but it's like, okay, think about it. If you're not getting those opportunities, start creating. Exactly. Start creating your space. Yeah. You know, everyone has a gift. Happen to what it is, yes. even if it doesn't seem but if it's something that is a passion to you and it's something that you Somebody are else. skilled, somebody's gonna want it. Yes. And you know, just imagine that the impact of this tour touches all these cities. If you could knock that deficit down 10%, 20%, 30%, about the unemployment rate as a nation, Charles, without a doubt, I think you're really onto something. And, you know, it's let's right. take it another step further. Let's say that we could convert 20% of those people that are in employment deficit to being employers. Just what If they start businesses, that, yeah. not only would it take them out of that market, but they're more likely to hire people within their community. It's the community. Exactly. And that's the point of what I'm saying. That what that is, that yeah. yesterday said, and I'll, I'll put it in my word. Um, the whole place is given what's is required. So if I'm giving um, much opportunity, then I'm going to be required, even in my own eyes, to give. Opportunities. So if I've been put in a position in the LGBT community and outside the LGBT community to feel like my idea or my value or my worth as a person is not value, then when I get to be an owner then I'm going to hire those people who have had the same experience. Or who can relate. Or who can relate. Or have the same mind that I have, even if they haven't been to those experiences. They don't want to continue to see that process. So this has been, you know, a continuation of what I believe anyway. You know, if you are in my state, you've been in my shoes, I want to hire you because you understand. So now we're going to have the
2: same mind and the same passion to make this business.
1: absolutely. Uh, Very well said. Uh, If you were paraphrasing, I don't know how, I hope
2: you said it that well the first time. That was very (laughs) eloquent.
1: I mean, I'll just add one more little piece in closing because I actually have two stars that are waiting for some time with me, and I really want to take good care of them today. Um, You know, (laughs) we told you she was cool. Thank you. Um, From you, I'm taking that as a high compliment. So um, much of what we do, the space where the NGLCC operates, we're really supporting diversity and inclusion. Broadly across the country, we're trying to create a more inclusive environment where everyone has a seat at the table, and we're all working together to build a strong, sustainable economy in communities across the country. And I will say I've learned a lot of lessons in doing this work. But one simple truth comes back to me over and over. It sounds kind of silly, but it really is true. Nothing brings people together. I mean, nothing brings people together like making money.
2: Absolutely.
1: It's just the, way. The, whole, the whole shift, the mindset. And, and this is the thing. The things that stick about when you don't have any money and when you have money, it's a different world.
2: Absolutely. It's a different world.
1: When you're not concerned about how you're going to eat, it gives you the room and the, the space to be creative get you room in the space to think about somebody other than yourself, exactly. you know? I would even say that you're not thinking about how to eat, you're thinking about how to feed. Exactly. Well, so so that's a, exactly. that could be the entrepreneurial mantra yeah. right there. Yeah. But I think for all of us who are in this space now working on this tour of here today, the, the most important thing we can do is go out and keep telling the story and make sure more people understand that there are these opportunities to build businesses and that Anyone can become an entrepreneur if they've got, you know, the heart for it, the stamina and they're willing to do the work, the resources are out there. So remember your local SBA offices. They're amazing advocates. They really want you to succeed. Remember the National Black Justice Coalition, which is going to bat for the needs of your community every day in some pretty hard battles. This talk a great me. organization and remember the NGLCC, we're here to advocate for opportunities for all LGBT business owners and I look forward to meeting as many business owners as I can every day. So thank I Thank you guys, guys all right. so much oh my for God. giving me a chance to talk you,
2: to your so audience. You know, go and make business right. work for other people.
1: Awesome. And we're going to take a quick break. All right, great. We are back um, and we're live. Continually covering everything with uh, this awesome event. And we wanted to, to try to make sure that we uh, gave an opportunity to hear from some of the participants um, that have come in for the event, to come in and get empowerment and how it could be a directive uh, tool for their business or their desires to start their own business or organization. And we, we're here with Travilla Ambrose, who's actually an Atlanta resident has come in and, and taken part part, and yes, I and mean, we actually go to church together, so it was awesome to see him here today, as well as yesterday, and we wanted to just make to find out from him how he feels about things, and um, what you feel is going to keep you from this event. Um,
2: when I heard about the event, I didn't
1: know really what to expect, but when I came here, uh, I got a lot of, I was very empowered because I have my own program, which is called the Prodigal Project, and it's de- dealing with people who are HIV-positive, and my program was going to help the church, to so help people who are positive, who are affected with or people who are infected, with, um, knowing people who have HIV. And my concern was not knowing what I really wanted to do, whether it was going to turn into a business, or, or a small business, or be a not-for-profit. but I really didn't know what to expect when I got here. I, I I heard a lot of things that were said that really empowered me to take my program to
2: another level. It
1: was just a program for me, but now I realize I can take it to elevate it to, to the next level of what it I had with the doing, but just being here, and like maybe I can take it to, to the next level and really get it out there so, I mean it's out there now but I really get it out there for well, international wise everything. So I am just right now I'm, I'm just going through the motions but I'm really empowered because so I know that I want to make I do not want to make it a nonprofit. Yes, yes. I do want to make it a non
2: profit. There are there are ways that you can have a non profit business give the information to the people
1: that are who are helping, um, that are working in your organization, when you have them receive funds, or your nonprofit right. receive funds, now staff. You're to have right. 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 Because my thing even now, like, well, I know a friend always told me, but up when I decided about program like, about five years ago, uh-huh. that he said it's a program that everybody can't do dealing with church and they type what they to but he told me, and I really understand what he means, what he means now. He said that my kids will make it wrong for me. And I'm realizing that now that what I'm doing, what I'm doing, that God gave this gift for me to me. Right? That nobody else can do this gift. Yeah. That I have to report with churches because I have big friends. Yes, I've been a church. Yes, I've been
2: Yes, I've I've
1: had some big issues in the past. And yes, I've had mental no issues. In my program and night, I just want something to help people. I don't want people to have to go through what I've gone through. So if I can establish an organization or a corporation or even a non to help people or in the church setting, better point have gone are going through the same struggle that I've gone through. That's that's my biggest key if I can just come just coming here and just enlighten me and open my eyes that I can take this I can take the prodigal project from a ministry to a non profit.
2: But you know what, what do we hear the history today, we hear from Bishop Allen, we hear from Reverend Samuel of Victory Church as well as Bishop's Church say Anybody that does not realize it. Church, of the, the church is in the right. right. The church has been, the In other words, the business has been and the, 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 the wall of a so called
1: church. church. I don't think I we don't, don't so called. Uh, the church has had, had been the But yeah. most of our churches today. Or run as a business, as a corporation. You, it is. It's just a, a, a corporate. It's a corporate structure in a non
2: profit state. All right. yeah. Even but, when it was a small okay. Even when it was six members, be, you still had to pay lights. That's it. Had
1: to organize. You had to order piano. Yes, that a organist, pill, some you to Piano. You had to pay the
2: organist. You had to give a love offering. It was still your paycheck. Right. So, right. Even even if it was a small element no, a business. Well, it's be, okay uh, for us to call it a business right. because right. if right. we handle things properly, things get shadowed, people get help, people right. get resources. You see, that's 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 my main goal. Of this is to provide a service. I don't want people in the church to have to look to the emotional of being a positive, right? dealing with substance abuse, and having
1: mental mental health issues, and not being addressed. Because for some folks, like me, I'm very right open with my status. But you have folks in church, in Ohio, all Ohio, and I've been there. Yeah. Come to church, put on my little mask, and everything is fine. But when I go home, I'm broken, I'm broken inside. And I don't want people to have to deal with that because for me, it was an experience that I don't want anyone else to go through. Okay.
2: I'm better. I'm better than what I used to be.
1: I'm not where I want to be, but I thank God he got me where I'm at, where I need to be at this present time. Yeah, so much. Yeah, that's
2: over there. Full
1: yesterday. I can't hear yeah. you. It was such a. A powerful statement that she gave
2: to the, to the audience. But if we wanted to get in contact with you, somebody need to get in contact with you right now. We know you want to grow your
1: business. Thank you. Want to grow Mickey, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey, you can email me at A-True-L-A-C-R-E-P-A-L-L-E okay. at Yahoo.com or they can call me on my personal number with Sariqo 404 707 598 And back Personal number in his uh office. Thank you so much, Travell. We're going to take a quick break and come back and uh, be ready to wrap this conversation today, too. Thank you. Okay, we're back. We're doing the live coverage, and we've been, uh, doing, we've been harassing people, just stalking them as they're coming out the door to let them tell us how they feel about this event. We've been interviewing a lot of the panel and the people that have put this event together, but I think it's equally important that you hear from the people that have participated and have been exposed to the information. And I have a few people here in front of me, uh, Felicia, Julia, and Janine, and I'm going to allow them to kind of just share their thoughts of how they felt the event has gone or how it's impacted them. Hi, it's Janine from City Girls Thank you. I thought the event was wonderful, very knowledgeable. Um, what I learned here today and yesterday, I'm going to take this and it's going to make my business go really big. I learned how to get funding for my business as opposed to always trying to do loans. with people that don't have
2: credit.
1: So, you know, you think that it's not
2: things out there and not knowledge
1: and not uh, funding out there to help you start your business. It is. You just got to know the right resources to go to. Yeah. And that's what I learned today. Awesome. What is your business? Uh, Biju put the I do production. We help put filming together for movies, shows, commercials, you name it. It goes on TV or the Internet. I can put it together. Also, And then we also have Julie here in front of
2: us.
1: Thank you, gosh, I'm so actually shy. No one believes it. Um, Yes, yeah, Julie Saeed. I love Julie Saeed. Uh, I learned a lot. It helped me some further confirmation of things that I was already thinking about gave me a lot more resources that I did not know I had. So this definitely helped a whole lot. Awesome. And for you, what do you think is imperative for others to know about this event that may have not made it, to possibly catch one of the other city tours that is still 11 cities that are going to be stretched across the U.S.? What do you think is imperative for them to know if they uh, can make it or attend an event? I mean, the fact that it exists, is one thing that they really need to know, and then the fact that it's only uh, a few hours of your time that can create a new and better lifetime for you. So why not take those few hours to learn something that will make the next 20, 30, 40 years 30 times better? Absolutely. That's what I'll say. And then we also have Felicia here. And uh I know Felicia is saying that she's looking at starting a business, yes, starting a business. So, like, I have so many businesses and in my, okay.
2: And and so listen to these people
1: it's so many businesses out there. So I I am what you would call entrepreneur. Okay, it's you know how she said. Explain that's what they Okay. so I that's what it is and I found out the government just have money for it. I really found out that state. you sign up, start your business, which you bid on it. Which, I mean, I know it's a pedestal, but I feel like there's something I could be doing. And they buy yeah, and they they buy everything. Anything. I mean his resource his resources are to go by the man and, and by be a shuttle from the VA hospital to wherever the veterans need to go. So yeah, so, No, I'm not. But yeah, it's out there. It's, out there. it's and the money's out there. So that's what I found out. Absolutely. And I and I think this is great. We have a very diverse Responds, we're talking to people that are in business and, and people who are looking to start a business and trying to find a direction. So, for um, for this whole show, we've been trying to really, uh, the best as we could, to give what this event has been and what um, comes from it. So, I just want to thank you, ladies, for taking the time to talk to us and share your insight. And we have to talk about oh, my business. I the bike uh, Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm here. I'm, I'm awake now. So, Julia Taib is hair and makeup artistry for any hair, makeup needs, bridal, everyday, any type of, I just want to wake up and get my makeup done today. I have all of that for you. So. Awesome, thank you so much how, You see how shy people come out of their shell Real quick They come out of their shell so fast so, I love it <laughs> Now let me give you a blood type of so
2: <laughs>
1: Look, I'm stopping people I told you we can get in You're we're, we're actually on loudmouthradio.com Live I'm speaking in regards to this event And I stopped another business owner That's sitting here looking the Because I'm going to allow her to speak to share Name her business and wish does, and also seeing what has the event done for her in in correspondence over the last two days. Thank you, Julia. Thank you, Janine. And we have Shonda Ray, who's actually here with us today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. What's your business? Art U Studio. I'm a photographer. Awesome. I should be your photographer. Sounds great. I love it. She was reading my mind. You know we have ESPN folks. We are actually, um, thank you, sweetie. Oh, these are beautiful. Now, what I think is so important to know is how has this event impacted you and what would you share with others? Well, it's motivating. Anytime you can be in a company with other business owners who are striving uh, for the same things that you are, it's always motivational. So I can say that just being in the presence of other like minded people has inspired and motivated me, and it gives you that little fuel you need to keep going. (laughs) Absolutely. And you're an existing business. I know there are some people here that are starting up, but you, like myself, are an existing business. And from this event, what do you feel like you can take to uh, push forward over the next maybe 90 days to the end of the year? Marketing, some of their marketing tools were great, but I think what impacted me the most is to hear that um, you don't have to just have one business. I want to, to kind of Focus in on that one thing. I'm just going to throw everything into that. But from what I'm, I'm hearing today, because I have many talents, I can have many businesses. That's right. Say it again, sister. So, I appreciate that, and I agree. <laughs> so, Sean, how can they find you? Uh, you can go on the, uh, my website. is art, A-R-T-Y-O-U, studio, S-T-U-D-I-O, dot com. That's art, dot com. Or you can look me up on Facebook. Shonda Ray Photography, and that's Shonda was no R, C-H-A-N-D-A-R-A-B, Photography. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we've been covering live, and we're going to go to a quick break and be back. We are back, and I'm finally... Michael Brewer here is still for a few minutes, so we got to really make this count. Yes, and he is a part of the NBJC, the National Black Justice Coalition, um, organization that is so impactful. I'm going to allow him to really speak on the, the actual organization and this event and what it means going forward. Sure, and thank, thank you It's been a pleasure just being back in Atlanta, this is my adopted hometown, and just seeing the community come together rise up in a way that I've never seen it before, because it's not, you know, it's not from the defensive standpoint of us fighting against something. because I see us fighting for something, fighting for our liberation, fighting for our empowerment from an economic lens. So this has been
0: wonderful. You know, the, uh, the National Black Justice Coalition is a national civil rights organization dedicated
1: to empowering black, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender individuals, so, um, and we do that with a focus on public policy on the federal level. And so what I
2: talk,
1: and so what I do, <laughs> Bear, is I kind of um, manage our national programs like Many Faces One Dream, and I also help manage our policy advocacy efforts, building relationships with congressional leaders, particularly in the Congressional Black Caucus, and also building relationships with different federal administrations and federal agencies to make sure that there's a black health voice in the conversation about how policy and regulations and rules get made. Um, and what I've noticed being here is that, you know, um, there are people who are ready to take our community to the
2: next level.
1: Um, there are people who are ready, you know, and, and this was a business conference, right? you know, this is for, you know, small business owners folks who want to own their own small business, innovators, entrepreneurs. So what I think is so great is that beyond this, this was really a conference and a conversation about liberation. And this was a conference overall, overall. And, you know, economic empowerment being, you know, a primary or a prominent, you know, that they toward towards achieving that end right. um, and doing that collectively from a community um, from community perspective and, and, and through a community live, whether we ensure all of our people are free, right? Um, we share a lot of our craft the barrel and this the that we all heard before and, I just, and that, is, that is not the spirit that I think everybody came here with, it's really about Not free. at all, I didn't feel any of that. I didn't that. Really, it was really about how can I get mine and how can I help you get yours, right? With your arts together um, um, because really
2: it's really about building power and wealth in our community. Um, you
1: know, This is our second stop
2: of this work. This choice was amazing.
1: This choice was amazing, and I think, I mean, just so, it keeps growing until we keep engaging more people to keep, you know, having different conversations and different opportunities for us to grow, um, together. I mean, I've grown, you know, in this state like, this past week, uh, this past few days, and it's, it's just been, I, I, I wish I could see some of the more articulate issues that are
2: wonderful. Uh-huh. Absolutely,
1: and I want to say that it's great to know that you guys started in a city that has had so much adversity. Detroit just recently had a bay roxy power for the city, um, so you can only imagine, in the city that's already been impacted economically like many have that something like this will rise up and come into the city and pump some type of hope
2: to
1: another area in which you can imagine the main deficit of the city. So imagine already being in a group that has already been discriminated against or passed over. So to know that, you know, Atlanta was the second stop, um, we're really privy to say that hopefully from this point forward, every city will just continue to keep growing. From Detroit attendance to Atlanta attendance is a double. And from Atlanta to New York, we want to see it's quadruple. You know, so... Um for, for not for us but no, but for the resources like right. I think what you said is so powerful and I think I'm prayer about the store that it meets people where they're at and where they're at is about something. You know if right. you are, you know, coming from Detroit, you mentioned, the bankruptcy you know, are they in the same place that you know folks in Atlanta are? Oh no, I know so, right from the community aspect, from a resource aspect. But that just need that they can't resources and information and knowledge and networks from Apply is apply it where they're going and how they're going to grow. Right. The same thing with here in Atlanta, and I think that that is so no matter where you are
2: on the spectrum, you can use it. Can right, use it. and it helps you look up beyond the neighborhood. Sometimes kind of uh,
1: people's mindset or their this daily activity or this experience, they impacted with this in that in that space. So I can only imagine in Detroit, it's just so a desolate. Yeah. And it's been, uh, so, you know, and I'm from Chicago, so I know what Chicago has some trivial things, especially a lot of violence. Yeah. And then, so when you have cities like that, typically people start running from them because it's so much that they don't see of prosperity. Yeah. So for you to give that, um, and you know allow that. Take place, those 50 to 70 people that came, best believe 30, 40 more people per person is going to spread. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. which is great. Yeah. So, you want to know that, you know, and I'm, I'm, I was asking you this before we went back on air. I want you to share this. How long has the MJT been around? Yeah, yeah, so NBJC is years old this year. We were founded back in 2003. Um, with, you know, a number of black LGBT activists that you know, on the that you know, you know, the key voices of the world, Ben Carter, who um, has been organizing for years, iconic uh, activists out of North Carolina. Um, and really it was a reaction to this uh, this burgeoning narrative at the time was just around black folks being anti lgbt you anti know, same-sex marriage, and it was a number of folks from our community standing up and saying, you know, not only is that not true, but that narrative erases the experience of me and my community. I am Black and LGBT at the same time, you know. And so, since p has
2: grown into
1: this, you know,
2: organization
1: of resources, organization of information, what we really seek to do is we seek to empower our community By teaching them how to own their power, Um, I love that. So it it, looks, you know, it looks like programs like this. It looks like um, programs like our annual um, leadership. Um, it, um, it's in the fall called Down the Hill, where we bring over to black soldiers, losers around the nation into our nation's capital wow. to have oh, meetings with you know policymakers and we'll take information about how they can change things in their communities.
2: That's every fall.
1: That's every fall. Every September this year, that's going to be September eighteenth to the twenty second in Washington D.C. Um, <laughs> I get my email for the invite. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a place just like
0: this.
1: You know, if you don't know, what
0: you don't know. You don't know who's doing what unless you come. You know.
1: Right. And there's so much tap happening resource, and have talent in our community, that so when you bring us together, there's no stopping. When you bring us together, and you show us what it, to it, do. it's amazing what we can accomplish.
2: Let me, let me just say,
1: we know you got to go He's so busy. We've been trying to snack him like for the last two days. But let me just give kudos to Black Enterprise. Give kudos yeah. to a supporter of and, and, and rightly so, that Black Enterprise, the magazine, guys, the magazine that started to an SBA loan yeah. SBA SBA for $100,000 uh, all along. Look at she just taking Can I have my interview? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> just kudos to not getting something and never coming back.
2: Right,
1: coming back and saying, let me help support this effort to go from city to city to city. Okay. And then also saying look at our beautiful faces that are on the cover. Thank you. Okay? I'm, we've had enough sense. I'm thinking, hey, let's do this. I would, you know, for, for you guys that have not seen this, I'm going to bring it out. Y'all can't see but y'all can hear me making the
2: noise of the paper.
1: But, you know, black enterprises that are, are are
2: putting LGBT families on the cover. That's huge. They
1: recognize it. It's it yeah. The A4MA issue of a couple, um, they got married in, um, in California, the, in the, from California. Um in Yeah, we're faithful friends now. I can't so, no, put that out like that means something. Huh? <laughs>
0: yeah. It
1: means nothing other than the fact that they were so gracious to accept me, but I was so proud. I was so extremely proud to see them and to know that they had a story not only um, that was worthy of being in black enterprise, but that they were true and genuine to be able to share their story. Because they authentic the basis of
2: success of economical success not only just love and bliss. we are not only in love as a couple as a gender loving black couple but we are also economically
1: empowered to help not only our family but other people so yes. I was I'm just kudos to black enterprise And it is a black issue yes. it, you know this whole, you know, this tour is not just about LGBT people. It's, but we have always lived in our community, you know. So it's about how do we uplift our entire people for, you know, that greater good towards that, you know, that liberation that we keep talking about. So. Absolutely, and we want to thank you so much, Michael. We know that you need to go, <laughs> and we'll be uh, we'll be connecting uh, again on multiple levels I already now. And we just want to thank you. How can people reach you? Sure, um, you are more than welcome. I'm at the MBJC office all the time. Um, my email address is mbrewer at org. It's the best way to reach me, and I'm very responsive to it. And, you know, let's get it started. Absolutely. Are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. Um, Facebook.com com forward slash Michael J. We will be friends now. i so excited. Absolutely. <laughs> and we will take a quick break, and we we'll just thank you, Michael, for being so kind to allow us to interview you right now. Thank you so much, and please keep all the going with y'all. This is so
2: important. Thank you. Stay glad.
1: All right. And you have been listening to the second part of the two-day Many Faces, One Dream Atlanta tour Uh, The Loudmouth Radio had the honor of being able to cover this as a media outlet to allow people to hear the awesome opportunities that the U.S. Small Business Administration, the National Black Justice Coalition, and the National Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce have come together to create um, a wonderful opportunity for people of color, LGBTQ businesses, to have opportunities to elevate their businesses into the communities with uh, multitudes of economic resources. And we also want to make sure we recognize Black Enterprise. I don't know if I really spoke highly in regards to their impact on this. Um, And as mentioned, uh, they actually are a prime example of what can happen when uh, you put your information together and you put your desire together. And they are – a recipient of a small business loan, like I mentioned on the interview, they received one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Um, uh, we actually would share the information by David Perry. Um during his interview he shared with us that Black Enterprise was a company, um, which was vital. I think this is awesome to see them in position. And how be fitting that they were, I believe, one of the first publications to showcase a gay a gay marriage on a major uh major uh, media outlet. So especially an uh, a actual publication of, of a black publication and people of color, which is along the streamlines of what this actual tour is about. So just so if you're just coming into this and you had not had an opportunity to find out um, how you can find out more about this tour, it is a 13-city tour. It's already down to 11 cities. Detroit was first. Atlanta was second. The next city stop is New York City, and the date that is showing on Many Faces, com is October 20th through the 22nd, so please make sure you keep up with the information by going to that website. You also can go to the mbjc.org site, and uh, they're the host of everything. They are the ones that brought this thing together and made it happen, so I really want to give high respect to Ms. Sharon Letman Hicks, is the Executive Director and CEO of the MBJC as well as Jean um, Cornelius, who have appointed some wonderful people in various markets we have only had the pleasure of meeting the Georgia district um, office, but they were just so humble. Patrice Dozier, David Perry, uh, Miss Terry Denson, Cassius Butts, who I already know, I've had the pleasure of knowing um, outside of the SBA. Uh, Sam McClure, the Director of Affiliated uh, Relations and External Affairs for the National Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. Awesome opportunities for you guys out here, so I, I just want to tell people to just stay encouraged and how important it is to get certifications um also i, I failed to mention one thing that was apparent that I know that miss paula um Miss Paula Botts speaks on as the business opportunity of becoming um partnered up with government contracts, and there was also another lady that was present that helps to get you certified and uh her name was Miss Sonya. Franklin, or Sanji Franklin. Um, Hopefully she won't hurt me, but I know Ms. Franklin is her name. And she's located in the Atlanta, Georgia market, and she is available online at gmsdc.org, which stands for Georgia Minority Supply Development Council. Very important to position yourself when you're trying to do things that will allow you to get in positions with major corporations. And I'm going to tell you guys, there's, there's billions of dollars out here some things that don't even get touched. And we've heard it. It is true. It is real. And, you know, don't allow your credit situations, a lot of times discourages people to go further. Don't allow that to, to discontinue the opportunities in which is out here for us. And um, one of the things, too, that I said I wanted to make sure I spoke on was um, the uh, areas in which they cover um, during this actual tour. They talk about, um, some vital things as far as um, getting business financing, growth strategies, uh, how to get uh, certified as a woman owned small business, um, the 8A Hub Zone service, uh, which is a disabled veteran business certification, um, credit financial literacy, LGBT business certifications. Um, if you're a business startup, how SCORE uh, can assist you in regards to mentoring you on how to start and run a successful business, government contracting franchising and marketing. So these are some of the – I know the PowerPoints in which um, they will talk about on this tour, and I do recommend that if you can't strap on to one of these cities, take part, get the one-on-one opportunities, because the second day they had individual table counseling, which is awesome. They had a room full of people where you could sit at the table and talk to them in regards to your desires and what you needed to have questions and direction on. So – you know, if, if that at all has not given you enough, um, just continue to keep following us at loudmouth.com. We'll ask you post things on our blog site as well as on our Facebook. You can reach us at Loudmouth Online on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter at Loudmouth. Everything is with two D, so make sure you put that in. And um, I just want to again say that we were just very honored Jazzy and I had an awesome opportunity. We met a lot of great people. We saw some friends in there who were fellow business owners that were really showing up in good numbers. So what I want to do is um have this actual episode go into a wonderful song um uh, that I think is a representation of what um is the energy that was really in, in spirit at this event. And um hopefully um we'll be able to hear your feedback about how the information that we've given to you can be um helpful to you. So email us at loudmouthmedia at gmail which is L O U D D M O U T H. And um, uh, you know, look out for us. I'm 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 gonna say this Jazzy and I were very um excited about the people that we met with and we're definitely looking to uh follow this tour as it touches other cities. So just stay connected with us and hopefully we can be your channel into hearing how things go further uh with this tour. So, as uh, we say, allow out be empowered, be inspired, and be entertained. And uh, just listen out for us as we get ready for more programming on loudmouthradio.com. As always, it's awesome to uh, reach and talk out to you. So, hopefully, this uh, segment, the last two days, make sure you go back and listen to the Tuesday Night Show, The Bare Truth, that Episode you definitely don't want to miss tonight was just a piece of the big part of the pie. Last night was the, the the big part of the filler. So I'm going to encourage you to make sure you listen to that episode as well as tonight. If you don't go to Live Off Radio, go to your Stitcher app, where we're in over 4 million in-car dashboards, and uh, share this wealth of information with someone that you know is looking to start and grow their business. As always, um, make sure you stay online with us at loudmouthradio.com. Our studio number, 347-826-7520. So um, once again, just thank you guys so much, and it's been awesome being on air with you tonight. And hopefully um, we'll hear from you and and maybe hear some people tell us that they've been able to push their business forward
0: from this tour. And um, we appreciate you. Have a great night. That's when I was gone, big now. I'm still right here. You know, that's
1: how stalkers do, right? They try to walk away, but they really still be there. (laughs) But no, seriously, make sure you guys check out the site, nbjc.org. Also, go to your Small Business Administration site at sba.gov. And for those who are in the Georgia market, make sure to touch on their site at SBA.gov at the Peachtree Street location and maybe stop in to see if I get more information. And once again, we're just honored to be able to give you insight. So hopefully
0: you'll enjoy the song as we depart for the evening.